Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, our blog and newsletter, view videos of our artist work, and listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Robin Boating. Robin Boti is a blogger and photoshopper in Ithaca, New York, who believes she can design her way into or out of anything. In her weekly blogs, Boti writes about growing in the midst of grief and finding life after loss. She creates photo montages for each post, strongly believing that stories with pictures are comfort food. She has worked as an art teacher at the Elizabeth Ann Clune Montessori School of Ithaca, and as a special education teacher in the Ithaca City School District. She is the creator and former owner of Silk Oak, an Ithaca, New York-based hand silk screen printing and design company. She received her Bachelor of Fine Arts and Master of Arts from Syracuse University. A foodie, a hiker, an out loud reader, Foodie is a proud mother of a grown son and daughter, and she lives in the hills surrounding Ithaca and the house she designed on a small pond. Well, good morning, Robin, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Thank you very much. So glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. And let's start off this morning by having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Well, as you've mentioned, I have been many things in my life, mm-hmm. um, teacher, lifeguard, a private pilot, a hiker, mother, caregiver, silkscreen printer, painter, writer, photographer, photoshopper. I've always been a designer and a dreamer. But I abandoned art for almost a decade when my life got hectic and messy. I'm here with you today mostly, largely because of my daughter, Marika Joy Warden. In March 2011, Cancer killed my daughter. A year and a half after her death, I desperately needed to breathe visible life into my memories of her. So I enrolled in a digital photography class offered by the local community college, knowing nothing about photography. Computers and technology in general confounded me. I didn't even have a camera. I had to rent a camera from the school and then... I discovered Photoshop. It was so strange, so new and scary, but Photoshop was kind of like almost familiar in a haunting kind of way. It was like painting again, only with my photographed images. So right away, I began Photoshopping my daughter's face onto everything. It was comforting and challenging And now, for some crazy, unfathomable reason, I get the feeling that this is finally exactly what I should be doing. Well, Robin, we're certainly sorry to hear about your loss. 
And I was wondering that uh, since then, have you taken any other type of photography classes or, or went to any type of workshops? Well, I continue to take, well, first of all, I had to take that class over four times before I could operate at all. Um, and uh, it, it was a class full of regular students who were really tech-savvy and then a handful of retired folks with big cameras. Um, and I kind of fit in in the middle of that, and I continue to this day to take classes there, um, mostly for uh, the camaraderie. Uh, I'm in a crazy class right now, actually, with a bunch of people, and every mm -hmm. week we try something crazy, um, like setting up uh, a scene and photographing each other. So, yes, I do continue to take classes. Well, in your bio, it mentioned that you have your degree in art, and I guess prior you had the silk screening. What was your uh, earliest form of art? Um, I was I was drawing pictures. Early on, I discovered that uh, I liked to draw, and I got a lot of tension drawing and painting. And my mother started buying me art supplies and art lessons. I was really more interested in making burial ceremonies for dead birds with the neighborhood kids in the rock garden but uh, I, there was something about drawing and painting uh, that just came very naturally, and I got rewarded for it with all the attention in school. And it became art became something I could depend on for my identity, my social standing. I wasn't pretty. I wasn't popular. I wasn't the smartest in my classes. But, boy, my reputation for being the best artist throughout grade school, that was solid. Well, that's wonderful. So do you still do some uh, drawing and, and that type of thing, or is it mostly all photography now? Pretty much all photography and Photoshop right now. I think art just kind of seeps out of some people. The way I dress, the way I make my salads. Um, I'm looking around my house right now, and, um, you know, it's everywhere. It comes out in how I manage my time and space. So I, I can't say that I've completely abandoned art at this point. I, you know, it just kind of falls out of me and everything I do. Well, certainly the photographs that you entered into the competition at Contemporary Art Gallery Online were, were very, very good, and we'll be talking about. So do you carry the camera with you just about everywhere you go nowadays? <laughs> I try to. I never liked cameras I don't really like taking pictures because it separates me from what's going on in the world, what's beautiful in the world, what I can see, and then, you know, what I see through the lens. It's different. So uh, I try to force myself to wear that camera all the time, but even my tiny little dinged-up camera gets heavy and old sometimes. I've worn it into restaurants, and it just gets full of food. It's there, <laughs> but... I like to experience life, you know, on the other side, you know, without this camera between me and it. Well, Robin, tell us the process you go through uh, once you're looking at images or and how you go about using the Photoshop. Well, 
first I kicked myself out of the house. Not always easy. Um, I find something that will sit still long enough to consider light, my focusing, f-stops, and other settings on the camera. I try to stay open to whatever presents itself, but I get distracted by flowers, water, um, clouds, and animals. And often, as in the case of photographing my daughter who died, I'll take photos of old photos. And then comes the fun part. I unload all of the images from this little postage stamp-sized plastic chip called the camera card. I love this thing because it can hold a million memories in tiny thumbnail scenes, things that I didn't even notice were going on on the other side of the camera maybe, things that I can enlarge or erase or copy as is or change. So just by swiping and clicking, I drop these images into the Photoshop program, and then I paint with those images, um, painting, kind of playing, bringing out their stories, combining them, lightening them or darkening them, twisting them, turning them upside down and sideways, adding or enhancing a prickly texture, or maybe just fogging the whole thing out until there's just a ghost of an image left. And if you can think of a book where the pages are clear vinyl and every image and every twist or darkening or change made to each image is on a separate clear page, and all the pages are stacked together so you see all the images and all the changes as one picture, well, that's what a Photoshopped image is. It's real, and it has great depth. Well, it's very interesting, Robin. And has there been uh, a teacher or another photographer that maybe has influenced your work? Well, there's wonderful Terry Littell at the Tompkins Cortland Community College who says, oh, you can't lose anything in Photoshop. It's all right there. You just have to look for it. Maybe it's under a different layer. So uh, <laughs> he's inspired me and uh, I've taken several classes. Well, is there another artist out there that you believe your work is similar to? Uh, I'm so new to photography. Um, I don't think I have a real clear identity yet. So... One week I'll be inspired by Georgia O'Keeffe, and the photos that I produce will be similar to her paintings. Um, Another week I might try to stage a scene and orchestrate a story like the photographer Gregory Crudson, Um, and maybe the sculptor and pop artist Klaus Oldenburg. Um, He took common objects and blew them up, forcing people to take a different view of them. So it's an entirely different medium, but... I'm pretty much trying to do the same thing, you know, magnifying, redefining, turning things on their sides and putting things where they don't belong just to get people to reconsider, uh, to look again. Well, would you say that most of your art has a message? My message is that anything is possible. That's my message for my life, Um, as well as my art Uh, that a tree can be a whole world, it can be a landscape all on its own, that a goat can dance, that the moon and stars can shine in my living room, and that a dead daughter can keep living on in pictures. So I guess that would be my my message and my mantra, anything is possible. Well, it is wonderful how you've used your photography as a 
as a source of comfort and using that to hold on to memories and to keep the vision of your daughter alive, I guess, within yourself. Would that be fair to say? I think so. I mean, it is healing, very healing. Well, do you have a philosophy? I think you may have mentioned this, but let me ask the question. Do you have a philosophy about your uh, photography? Well, I'm trying to kind of figure one out. I, I believe to design is to thrive. And for me, it's ongoing like breathing. It comes out in in everything I do, as I said before. But it's a way to control and fix some part of my world. To me, doing art is to fix and to make beautiful. Um, maybe it's a way to remake reality. Um, it's heart-wrenching, terrifying sometimes, messy, flooding, engulfing work, but it's also opportunity. And as I said, for me, art is healing. Now, in Photoshop, all the tools in Photoshop and the layers, all the adjustment layers and restoration layers and mask layers, there's so many opportunities to find things and lose things. To me, in Photoshop and in art, the possibilities are endless as in life. So doing art allows me to lose myself and find myself again and again and again in my work. The interesting thing with where digital photography has gone in the past decade or so is, you know, is so far advanced to where it was in the 20th century and especially some of the early uh, well-known photographers uh, where they had to develop their own film and, and you know, and, every, and I, there's people that say, well, that's not the same. Well, the people that develop film could alter the image just in how they did the development. So, uh, you know, I think it's an art that's it's amazing what you can be done. Uh, saw some stuff recently where uh, they're basically uh, painting now with uh, some digital digital type things, and that it's really difficult to in looking at the image to tell whether it's was brush or or if it was the mouse. Well. I consider photoshopping and digital photography to be a completely different art form from photography. I like to call myself a photoshopper rather than a photographer, actually, because it is so different. And I'm embarrassed because uh, I don't really remember. I did do some of the darkroom things, but I don't remember a whole lot of that. I don't remember what it's like to be in that room and have the pans and, and trays and and. Um, you know, physically make those those uh, photos evolve. Yeah, that was was quite the process and an expensive one. That's the other thing. Yeah, you know, certainly the the that whole process was a very expensive process to go through back in the day, and and certainly digital has made it much more affordable. And plus, then you can take as many images as you want of any one particular thing, and then decide which of the the images you took is the one you want to start to work with, or you, as I know, you do, isn't that is great? you can combine some of them. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, you know, the idea of going into a dark room, sometimes a very mm. cramped dark room where it kind of smelled funky, yeah, that that wasn't really pleasant for me. Now I can do my <laughs> Photoshopping and my developing or, you know, my my creating, you know, overlooking the pond at the dining room table in my house. 
Well, that is so true. Well, Robin, right now I think it's a good time to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back we'll talk about some of the images that you had entered into a recent art competition and and we're one of the winners in. And I want to let our listeners know that you can view and purchase Robin Boti's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Search Gallery tab, and then on the Artist tab, and follow it to Robin Boti's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants. So if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, click on the Artist Member Corner and follow the prompts under the Membership Application Process tab. And if you're a designer, an architect, or just a lover of great art who believes art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists in North America and from around the world. You can search by style, medium, color, size, or by the individual artist. And again, to view Robin Boti's beautiful art, just click on the search gallery and then follow the prompts to Robin Boti's name. Well, Robin, let's start off by talking about the winning piece that you had submitted called Night Plant. Tell the audience about that piece. Well, first of all, all of the photos that I submitted were taken when I went to Tucson in January, and I discovered cactus. I'd never seen plants like these cacti. There were teddy bear cacti and plants that looked like lollipop trees, and I was just very attracted to the textures, the bulbous succulents behind these threatening thorns that were all over. And at one point, I actually backed up into the needles of one plant as I tried to photograph another. It was kind of like being in some weird desert circus. And night plant, I love seeing the guts to things, especially to living things. I push my camera to get closer and closer so I can see the life juice running through the stalky stems of plants. And then in Photoshop, I'll often invert the image or parts of the image like making a negative image, making the light parts dark and the dark parts lighter like they're reflecting the light, just to bring out the feeling that there is life charging through just below the surface. And it helps to bring out those teeny tiny hairs, hairs like fine cat whiskers. When I edit my photos in Photoshop, I am just loving those textures. And with Night Plant, I stretched the image apart to elongate uh, the stems and uh, towards the bottom, I shrunk and shriveled areas just to get the movement of those just beautiful stalks and stems. Well, that is a very beautiful uh, image, and it almost looks like the cactus is there's a wind blowing and is waving in the wind. Thank you. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Well, and another image that you had entered that uh, I really like a lot was is called Cactus Moon. Tell the audience about that one. Well, shooting the plant from very close up, I kind of knew that I was going to turn it on its side and, and make it into a landscape, so I made sure that the background was the deep blue sky that intrigued me almost as much as the cactus that was shining in it. And... Uh, I photoshopped a picture of the moon that I had taken so that I could make a very basic, very bare landscape. Now, is that a saguaro cactus 
that you had taken a photograph of? I think that one was. You're going to have to forgive me if I don't remember all of my cactus names. I tend to rename things. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, or fortunately, I grew up in the Southwest so uh, and lived for a while in Tucson. So I've seen plenty of cactus, I guess, probably to where they don't really <laughs> hold a lot of uh, interest for me, but I can certainly see from someone that's not from that part of the country. They are very unique. They are just really fascinating. Well, I like that image because the way you set that up, uh, you know, the the cactus itself looks like land, and then you have this this full moon in, in the sky, and it just really sets off for you know a nice presentation. Exactly, that's what I tried to do. Thank you for noticing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And another one I liked was called Hanging Stars, which was another interesting shot. Tell the audience about that one. Okay. Yeah, that one, I can't remember if this plant was actually hanging or if I turned the image upside down. I was hoping you would not ask me about that because (laughs) it was the thing that really, (laughs) the thing I loved about it was the succulence of the plant behind these tiny little thorns that made it so forbidding to go near and with that one, uh, the sky. The sky behind isn't really stars and sky at all. Should I tell you how I did the sky? Sure. Because I think are you that's going the to interesting hate... part of the, whole, of the whole image. Okay, so you're not going to hate the image if I tell you that I shot a close-up <laughs> of a blue enameled pan, a paella pan, paella pan, for the sky, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't, okay. that doesn't, but that's very creative. <laughs> I don't know if it's a shortcoming of mine or of my cameras, but I haven't. This is one reason I call myself a, a Photoshopper rather than a photographer. And can I just mention at this point, I have to give credit to my partner, which is my camera. And it's my beloved camera, it's really just a very dilapidated, battered Canon G15 power shot that's been thrown in my backpack, bare without its cover, and it's been tossed in lint-lined jacket pockets. The poor thing has a broken viewfinder window and more dents and dings than my son's car, and it bonks into tables and restaurants as I lean over to eat soup. It bounces off my belly as I hike in moist fog and storms. It clouds up. And I've dragged it into the desert and over high peaks and slippery stream beds. And I couldn't have made any of my artwork without it. So I feel like I should be giving credit to my very dear partner here. (laughs) Well, that's certainly understood. But save some of the credit yourself as well. Um, I was wondering if I could tell you a little bit more about Photoshop. Okay, because for people whose lives are in turmoil or struck by loss, Photoshop offers these really great tools to work with. There's a patch tool and a path selection tool, a dodge tool, and an add anchor tool, and a magic eraser, a clone stamp, and a healing brush, just to name a few. So the possibilities for change and control are endless. Well, Robin, do you find yourself experimenting a lot with Photoshop just to see 
what all it will do and and how far it will take your art? Oh, yeah, I get lost in it. People will call and say, hey, where are you? You were supposed to be here an hour ago, and I just get completely lost. You know, a whole day can go by, and I'm still in Photoshop. Well, it is amazing uh, what that program can do. I know a lot of our digital artists uh, use Photoshop, some in the same way as you do, and others different. And, of course, you do things different that others don't. And I think, again, that's how it's used and the direction that the artist wants it to go. So it is just a it's a great tool and it's a wonderful thing for what it can do with images. Thank you. You know, a lot of people will look down on photoshopped images and say, Oh, you cheated or or something but, you know, really I'm just painting they do. Thank you. It's such a great program. Uh, I call it a tool, but it's like really a, a whole world, Photoshop. Well, Robin, we are getting close to the end of the show, and one of the questions I always uh, like to ask is, is there any advice that you would have for someone that's uh, just new into to the art world or into photography? Well, I would say... Don't let anyone ever tell you you can't do what you're yearning to do. I'd say be brave and be yourself and keep open to new possibilities and keep working because anything is possible. Well, Robin, you certainly shown that, and, and I think it's fair to say or it sounds like you kind of reinvented yourself, haven't you? I've had to work at it. And, you know, when your life is catapulted out the window, the life you knew and loved, you can give up or you can make things keep growing and there's there's always a chance that things are going to get better. Your life, you just have to run with with it. You can give up and be miserable or you can allow what life is thrown at you to, to let you grow, let you shine. Well, that's certainly great advice, Robin. And let's do this before we're here at the end of the show. Let's give out your blogs and, and how people can can read uh, your articles and see some of your art. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much. So you can see more of my images and you can read my weekly short stories if you go to www.robinbody.com. That is www.robinbotie.com slash gallery will get you to more photos. And my blog is robinbodie.com slash blog. I post a short story with a picture each week. I write about finding life after loss stories about the baby steps taken every day to accept what life throws at you. The site is about healing, redefining one's place in the world, and finding joy again, and that's what my work is all about. Well, and that's a wonderful thing that uh, you've done, and and I know it's been a lot for yourself, but it's great that you share that with other people because I'm sure others uh, are dealing with adversity in their lives, too, and, and this is a way to hopefully reach out to them and give them some comfort as well. And I thank you for this opportunity. Um, I love being able to reach out. This was fun. 
Well, Robin, I want to thank you for being on the show, and we're certainly excited to have you as a new member on the gallery, and we look forward to seeing more of your art. Well, thanks, Mike. And I want to thank our listeners for listening in today. And again, to view Robin Bote's stunning art, to listen to this interview, and of course, purchase some of Robin's art, visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. I want to let all of the artists listening in today know that Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibition. To enter your art, just click on the Art Competition tab and follow the prompts. And while you're there, you can check out all of our upcoming competitions and exhibitions as well. And if you're an architect, an interior designer, or a lover of art who likes to have interesting and beautiful art adorning your walls, then visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. We'd love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog, so please sign up so you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. And Artist Speaks airs every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll meet again next week. Thanks again for listening today and have a great rest of your weekend.